0: You've selected a show from the Podcast Jukebox, a DIY podcast network. This episode of No Love Lost is brought to you by fredsbs.com. That's breads and spreads by Fred. Guys, I don't know about you, but when I'm thinking about being stranded on a magical death island filled with ghosts and others and polar bears, I guess, it makes me really grateful that I'm not trapped in that place and that I have to rely on food stuck in a hatch or anything like that. No, instead, because I live in Los Angeles, I can go to fredsbs.com and order delicious cookies and brownies and jams and blondies and, ooh, for LA locals like myself, pie. Pretty soon there's going to be another, um, pie recipe available for LA locals, LA locals also have the option of waiving the delivery fee and picking up their orders for free. But uh, guys, regardless of where you're at, fredsbs.com is the best place to get all sorts of delicious great goodies. And if you use the coupon code NOLOVELOST, you're going to get 20% off of your order. Guys, I highly recommend getting the brownies. They're absolutely delicious. And since Father's Day is coming up, you might be able to go ahead and try a BS box. A BS box is an assortment that Fred offers that's filled with all sorts of delicious goodies. So I highly recommend getting that if you have a gift to get somebody in your life. Guys, go to fredsbs.com, use that coupon code, and get yourself some delicious treats. It'll be well worth it. And while you're shopping online, why don't you guys also go head over to the Podcast Jukebox Network and buy some No Love Lost merch. Guys, we are offering No Love Lost t-shirts and Crazy About Kurt t-shirts. Guys, go to fredsbs.com, use that coupon code, and then go on over to the Podcast Jukebox Network and treat yourself to some fun No Love Lost merchandise. All right. Thank you, as always, for supporting our podcast. When you buy from Fred and when you buy merch from the store, you are directly supporting us. So thank you, as always, to everyone who supports us. Thank you to everybody who listens. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And on that note, Michelle, if you would be so kind. Let's go to the island I would like to see.
1: To record this episode, so I think you realize you had to. <laughs> you had no choice. This was It on... was
0: irresistible. I I had to come. I couldn't resist the poll.
1: It was on your calendar.
0: It was. <laughs> if it's on my calendar, I'm stuck.
1: Yeah, that's it. Welcome back <laughs> to No Love Lost, the podcast where we re examine the hit A B C series Lost. I M Will Link, I just ate a bunch of... <laughs> I just ate a bunch of cold lo mein, leftover lo mein standing over my sink. A total bachelor move. <laughs> I feel sick to my stomach. And with me, as always...
0: Megan Salinas. And I have zero room to criticize or judge because I just ate Taco Bell in front of Will as he's recounting the story of how he ate the, the lo mein. Uh, I, I do. I do want to ask before we get rolling, um, if there's, because you you brought up just now that I keep coming back. Uh, I keep coming back to record this podcast. Is there anything you feel compelled to keep coming back to, even though ultimately you know it's bad? I mean, and I feel I don't like know the if answer it... might be the low main.
1: Yeah, yeah you know what? Yeah, you're yeah, right because. Well, the lo mein was good until I was done with it. I'm like, oh, I don't feel good. Somebody, I'm going to, this is this is not how any episode of a lost theme podcast should start. But I'm just <laughs> going to say this. not
0: how any episode of any podcast should start.
1: I said to, uh, I was telling a girl at work about this burrito I ate that was full of like refried beans and pork and green chilies. And she said to me, she said to me, every time you tell me about something you ate, I feel like you looked at the menu and said, what's most likely to give me diarrhea? And then you order that. And I can't disagree with that. And I was thinking about it while I was standing over my sink eating cold, low Why didn't I heat it up?
0: I don't know, Will. Why didn't you? So. You must have had the time. It would have taken two minutes.
1: So if you look at a, a restaurant menu and you say. This looks like it'll give me diarrhea.
0: (laughs) This this sounds like it's nothing but disaster. (laughs) No,
1: that I probably would go to that restaurant and be like, ooh, I'm going to get that.
0: (laughs) I Um, want disaster in my future.
1: (laughs) But we're not here to talk about my stomach.
0: (laughs) No, but we are here to talk about self-destructive behavior because that's Um, clearly why I'm here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're you're a masochist of the highest order. (laughs) Um, We're here to talk about season two. Episode five, and found.
0: Which, uh... Ellipses,
1: and found.
0: <laughs> which, uh, ties into the last time we had a Sun and Gin uh, episode, uh, which was lost.
1: In translation.
0: Uh-huh. Wait, 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 wait. No, it was just called in translation, right?
1: Yeah, it didn't... I, I wanted to have the ellipses. So,
0: like... Is that something that is like a through line with all of their episodes moving forward? It's some play off of... Um, it's some wordplay with Lost?
1: I don't think so.
0: <laughs> I imagine that that, would run, that bit would, would run its course fairly quickly. But you
1: know why this... I am guarantee you this has the ellipses because somebody was like, We fucked up by not doing dot 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 in translation. <laughs> so we have to do dot 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 and found. <laughs> Um, yeah,
0: I feel like the ellipses is real important for some reason. Um, I mean,
1: it's it, this is written by, uh, Linda Coos,
0: which surprised me
1: because it's not like a mythology heavy episode. Yeah. It's not like it, I mean, maybe it's,
0: maybe it's because it it focuses on the Tailies and the others and everything like that, and even though nothing really new is established, may- maybe because it was just dealing with those entities they felt like they had to manage it maybe
1: they felt passionate about Jin and sun maybe maybe just from the story, like their characters that they it's directed by stephen williams and you know you know what's interesting about this episode we have had <laughs> we've had sun episodes uh-huh. we have had Jin episodes uh-huh. but this is the first one that i feel like is A real meld of it's gin and sun. We get, they each get equal time in the flashback.
0: That was something that I noticed too. And something I was like, I had mixed feelings on because, on the one hand, I love seeing the, basically, this is a meat cute episode. And, uh, real quick, before we forget to say it, if this is your first episode of No Love Lost, we spoil the entire series. I don't know why you'd jump in at season two, episode five, but I don't know. People I do hope, lots of things. I
1: hope someone <laughs> did. I, well, you know, to and, be fair, uh, my aunt decided to finally start watching game of thrones but she was like i'm just gonna start in season four (laughs) just randomly
0: season four started season one (laughs) my parents um because they they've been so busy um you know game uh hbo has been doing all the game of thrones marathons uh so it's like a season a day so what they would do because the final season is has started up they would watch the end of the marathon every every day you know around dinner time so they'd catch the end of every season like the last two episodes of every season and they have the rest of it like dvr'd so they will go back eventually but yeah they've basically gotten the cliff notes for the entire season by only watching the end of every season
1: this is insanity
0: i i don't understand it either but um while i was home this past weekend my parents were telling me about how they started watching the show yellowstone um without realizing it they had accidentally started watching it at episode three and watched it through to the end and then only in retrospect realized that they had missed the first three episodes and so they went back and they're like oh this explains a lot yeah, <laughs> a I lot happened in those episodes. probably
1: established a lot of characters i'm just guessing but you were about <laughs> to say about Jin and sun
0: um on the one hand we love them as a couple they are undoubtedly the otp of this series i think maybe maybe some people would argue sawyer and juliet i honestly i don't think anybody would argue that jack and kate were the otp even though they they do have good chemistry that the show does nothing with it
1: jack doesn't Um. deserve
0: love (laughs) harsh (laughs) unnecessarily harsh um but on the one so on the one hand i like seeing their meet cute episode because that's something that we've been wondering about like whenever you see a cute wonderful couple together you're Spe- like how did that happen especially
1: we we already know they come from different
0: worlds exactly and um, we've seen the deterioration of their relationship in previous flashbacks so it would be nice to see when times weren't so bad, like when they fell in love. And that's basically what this episode gives us is is the paths that they took to ultimately meet. So I think that's kind of cool. On the other hand, it is treating two different characters like a unit. And on the one hand, like again, given that this is their love story, I get it. On the other hand, I'm like, there's a dangerous precedent you're setting when you when you establish that two distinct characters are actually a unit. that I, And I feel like that happens a lot with real couples, too. Yeah. Is that a lot of times their friends will just start treating them as a couple and not as individuals anymore. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just me going, no, son's still her own person. <laughs> yeah. Which... And she is. And that's uh, not a knock against the episode yeah. at all. That's just me going like, hey, no. show, make sure not to treat them as a unit going on down the line.
1: Yeah. You know what? I think what helps is so much of where they're at as characters are in this, where they left off when he got on the raft, that it makes sense of course, that it's of course. linked now. And they're like, you see them come together in the flashbacks but they're oh yeah they're apart. worlds apart right now yeah even so th-
0: it, contextually speaking right here it makes total sense i just hope that the show uh, because i don't really remember um much outside of season two um i just hope that the show going forward doesn't treat them like a unit all the time you know i, I want each character to still have their own autonomy to exist outside of each other. Cuz that's just how couples should be in real life.
1: Well, let's talk about this flashback. At the beginning of it, we see Sun is getting ready for a date and her mother is talking about like why couldn't you find a husband in college? Yeah, now we got to get a
0: silver. What the heck, mom?
1: She's going to be a bronze before oh, you know my it. Oh gosh. Um they they brought in a matchmaker to figure this out. So
0: Now, this is something where I'm like, I really wish we had somebody of Korean descent on this podcast that we can consult real quick. Because I'm like, is that still a thing? Is Was that ever a thing? Because I feel like that might not be a thing.
1: <laughs> I, I think it probably definitely is a thing.
0: I have no idea. I'll be honest. Um, I just know that, like, wh- again, wh- the, just in terms of, like, Western culture, in terms of I'm, the way we... We tell Eastern stories like, you know, the Disney movie Mulan. Love, love that movie. I think it's a fantastic movie. Um, I I sat down and watched it one day with a friend of mine who was a history major at UCLA. And she was just like, yeah, nope, I have some notes. And one of the things that she said, it was like, I'm pretty sure the matchmaking thing was not a thing, Um, at least in the capacity that it was showed in that.
1: This isn't. Let's to be fair about this situation. This isn't an arranged marriage That's, or anything. Yeah. Like, I mean, I got a friend who for years his parents were trying to set him up with people. I mean, yeah, this yeah, is, no. And, they're, and, and they're people are go match- on blind make,
0: dates all the time. There are
1: matchmaking <clears throat> services here.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, they're... <clears throat> sorry. What? <clears throat> there are dating services and all, what's all of What's bad is kind
1: of the cruelty and importance that the mother puts on it, which I also believe is probably true. You know, they say... That arranged marriage is actually really last,
0: <laughs> because you're never given a choice.
1: I'll tell you what: take arranged marriage right now. Set me up with somebody. I'll marry him. Who cares? Really? You well, know, <laughs> as I say, as I as you say, really, I'm like. Maybe so if not. I were
0: to scroll through my Facebook right now and pick a random person in my friends list you would be okay if I set you up with them to marry for from now until forever.
1: Well, I mean, I, yeah, maybe I should say, yes, this could end up being very beneficial for me.
0: Or you could end up with, you know, one of those people on Facebook that you mute because of all the things that they post going you could end I'm, up with somebody on the completely opposite end of the political spectrum i'm i'm
1: betting that you don't follow a lot of maga people on <laughs> facebook though
0: i don't but you know there are there are relatives you know there are old classmates where i'm like i certainly don't share your views and yet i'm not gonna unfriend you <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you sounded very exhausted just yeah. now.
1: <laughs> well, I'm just going over every relationship I've ever had. I've I was gonna like, say yeah,
0: and think of think of your Facebook friends list. Like, if I made that same offer right now, said, "Will hook me up with somebody? Uh, just pick somebody randomly from your friends list." Would you randomly scroll through and just? Like pick somebody at random, and th- like in full confidence that I would not end up with someone horrible.
1: I follow wonderful people, <laughs> and I am confident that that probably a catch.
0: <laughs> probably. Probably. <laughs> Maybe.
1: Okay, but the point is the not point me. Is... The point is, son is getting set up with a the matchmaker. There's
0: something to be said talking about arranged marriages you're accurate in saying that they're they tend to last because removing love from the equation and making it about a union that's not based on love yeah that could be a long lasting thing because a lot of people fall in and out of love you know as they grow apart and you know people as they grow older change into different people and you know so they're not the person that you married anymore so people fall out of love really easily
1: Well, Sun's getting ready for this date. And, of course, we're all supposed to think, like, oh, it's got to be with Jin. (laughs) This has got to be her first date with Jin. She's meeting him. But, and they even go as far as to when they cut to Jin, he's, like, putting on a tie. Like, he's looking sharp. Now,
0: here's the thing. I, watching her get ready for this date, I actually knew that it couldn't be Jin that she was getting ready to meet. Because, again, he's... By the by, the time we see them He's flirting not up to back the and
1: mother's standards. Yeah,
0: by the time they're flirting back and forth with one another, he was waiting tables, and yeah. I, you know, it was something that you know, son brought up. I don't think my dad's gonna approve, and also just knowing Jin is who he is and where he came from, I'm like, yeah, there's no way she's getting ready for a date with him. But well, that cut fooled me yeah. because it cuts to him getting, you know, straightening his it's, tie and everything like that, and I was like. Maybe they are going on a date.
1: <laughs> it's one of those things that you know can't be true, but then it's like, maybe? Um, and then you're like, oh, no, he's getting ready for a job interview. Even though his friend?
0: Roommate?
1: Relative? Anyway, the guy who he clearly <laughs> lives with.
0: Um, so I, I think roommate would be the term. Hold on. Uh, t- uh, yes, his roommate is what the Wikipedia summary says.
1: Fair enough. Um, he's reading horoscopes and he's like, love, love will look orange. And Jin's like, tell love uh, to, uh, to, to, I forget what he says. <laughs> what?
0: But he's tell like, love to shove it. <laughs> he's basically
1: like, tell love to take a message. Or tell love, I'll call him back later. He doesn't say any of those things, but he basically says that. I didn't write down exactly what he said, but that's what he says. Like He's like, what should I do? To they're to call
0: her back.
1: <laughs> they're actually having a really inane conversation.
0: Well, actually, I wanted to ask you if um, in your notes, if you had actually written down what this guy was looking at that, as he's telling the horoscope. No. According to Wikipedia, his roommate using what appears to be the I Ching, and I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right, apologies if I'm not, um, but I Ching is, um, it's one of the five classics, and in the second century BC, uh, I Ching was the subject of scholarly commentary and the basis for divination practices for centuries across the Far East, and eventually took on an influential role in the West, understanding uh, in Western understanding of Eastern thought, um, and it was uh, one of the classics um, of changes from Chinese divination texts. Uh, this is what Wikipedia says. If I min- mispronounced any of that, I'm sorry. And also, this is Wikipedia, so take it with a grain of salt. It stands for. It means Book of Changes. Yeah.
1: Well, his his uh, his roommates into a lot of mumbo jumbo.
0: Is that any more mumbo-jumbo? This is ancient Chinese text, Will. Is it any more mumbo-jumbo than the numbers are cursed? Well, I mean... This is real history.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I guess I equated any more (laughs) mumbo-jumbo than an actual horoscope or, like, you know, religion.
0: But... This is something that's a history of, like... More than two and a half millennia of commentary and interpretation. So you
1: buy the orange love? No. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm getting at.
0: No, I don't believe in divination. And, I'm just saying that this is a part of Chinese history. And
1: Jin's not buying it anyway, because he's like, I got to think practically. I got a job interview. <laughs> tell love to go take a hike. <laughs> tell love. That is
0: a classic. That is classic Jin. <laughs> tell
1: love to go take a Long walk of a short pier, <laughs> Whoa. and he knows something about piers because he's a fisherman.
0: It's funny because they drown. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: Jeez. So, oh man, that uh, that was terrible. Okay,
1: we better stop moving along.
0: Oh man. So,
1: I worry that this podcast <laughs> is starting to become like Mark Maron's podcast, and it's which like let's skip the first. <laughs> 20 minutes because that's really when they're going to get into the episode. Like, yeah. I skip the stuff where Marin talks about his cats to get to the interview.
0: Let's skip the stuff where Will is talking about what he ate today.
1: So, um, Jim. Jim.
0: Our good buddy Jim, yes.
1: Jim goes to his job interview. And this guy's a piece Jim. of work. This is another one in a series of awful off island people. And this guy's really giving him a hard time. And he's like, nobody's been promoted from bus boy to what? They never promote within. And Jin, like, looking down, very like, well, I was an exception.
0: Uh, not and, usually, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and. He, then he's like, uh, "Where are you from?" I smell the fish. I thought so. I smell fish on you. What a dick! Let me rip off the tag on your tongue.
0: That was like, uh, you know, kudos to Jin for for being able to keep his composure. Because I would have loved for um just for a hot second if we could have gotten the internal monologue. You ever you know, wish. I always feel like it's better for a show to do, show don't tell, you know, narration yeah. is a crutch. But there are times where I would love the internal monologue of certain characters in certain situations. Because I'm sure if we had gotten Jin's internal monologue at this moment, it would just be screaming. Just,
1: ah, But l- no! when, Luckily, the guy gives him the job. <laughs> if he had ripped that tag off the time and not given
0: Get out of here. Oh, man.
1: But he gives him the job, but he gives him one big piece of thing. Your job is to not let people like you into this hotel.
0: Ouch. Um, thank you for the job. <laughs> but, ouch.
1: And Jin uh, goes to work. He's standing there in his ridiculous looking doorman outfit, and he mm. opens the door for respectable looking people like Sun and her mother in The Matchmaker.
0: I did love that you know, this is technically the first time they're they're meeting, but they, but don't, they don't see each other. He doesn't other. even look at her. Yeah. yeah,
1: both times where he has to get the door from her, like he keeps his head very bowed. And very of course, low. she's not
0: paying any attention to him. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um.
0: I love that they crossed path crossed paths a couple times before they finally meet.
1: And Sun has her little uh, date, if we want to call it that, with Mister Lee, who owns the hotel. Uh, a very rich guy. And to her shock and surprise, seems like a pretty nice guy.
0: Yeah, this
1: charming. He he immediately undercuts the whole situation, being he's like,
0: like, "This is dumb, right?"
1: <laughs> yeah, who's putting the most pressure on you? Like, uh. cause
0: yeah, I mean, they're both modern, well-educated young people in this moment, and it's. Yeah, it's they're, they're, you can tell that neither of them want to be here. And so being able to sort of have this moment of camaraderie of like, hey, yeah, this is dumb, right? There, yeah, this is super dumb.
1: There is another awful moment where the mother is downplaying her daughter's intelligence in front when they're talking it's about no college. no
0: Harvard.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, she's not that smart. But Mr. Lee here, he did go to Harvard. He went to school in America.
0: Exactly. It's like, my daughter's a prize, but don't worry. She's still going to be. Somehow still...
1: subservient and less than him.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Oh.
1: So Breaks my heart. Jin, uh, you know, Jin's still working the door. And now, soon things are going well. Sun's going to see Mr. Lee again.
0: Yeah, I mean, he had a great sense of humor. Yeah. Like, and, you know, he studied, what was it? It was, like, medieval, like, literature. Re- yeah, medieval Renaissance literature or something like and that. And she
1: studied, like, Russian she, art. Oh, no, no,
0: he studied Russian medieval literature, which is such a niche Very major. Specific. Um, and But she studied art history, art yeah. History, and he's yeah. like, um, he's like, I don't know much about art, but I do know about History, I guess. <laughs>
1: that is a very specific. Okay, here's the thing. Like, well, th- let me tell you what. Studying medieval Russian literature is really a degree of the privileged. <laughs> you know, like, like if I went and I said to my, I mean, look, I went to art school, so that I had enough <laughs> problems already. But if I went, I'm going to s- specialize in. I mean. I would never have a job.
0: To me what that reads as is more of like a graduate field of study. Like uh, a, a very specific dissertation where you're going to be an expert in this very specific thing. Like to me that read as like he was an A history major and got like his masters doing his dissertation on russian medieval literature maybe i'm wrong in that regard my my school definitely didn't have that as a major
1: no mine didn't either um but she's gonna meet him again and she's waiting in the restaurant you could tell that she is actually excited
0: yeah because again i think just she was surprised at all that they were on the same page And he, you know, just having an interest in literature, I think she's like, oh, you know, we we can both be on the same page because even though literature and art are very different, they're both sort of components of the same thing in this creative expression. You know, so I think she's like, "Hey, like, we get, we seem to get along well. We both think this is kind of ridiculous. We're both they're having both, fun with this situation." They're both
1: young, attractive people. That helps too. Like, she wasn't set up with some troll.
0: Yeah, you, he, know, it's, it's, well, you, <laughs> you know, we you know The internet trolls, right?
1: Yeah, here's the thing. It's like I'm, I'm when I say like, "Yeah, I could go for that arranged marriage." In my head, I'm being set up with like son. You're being but set up with reality, Sun. But in reality, I'm getting set up with like you know you know i'm getting set up with like chloris leachman from young frankenstein or something (laughs) i don't know i tried to think of somebody who's like weird and unattractive
0: he was my boyfriend yeah sorry will she's unavailable she doesn't have time for you yeah
1: (laughs) i don't know why that's who i pulled out of my ass
0: slab looker is that... Is that is who the actress... Frow... I think it was Frau Looker. I think that's how you pronounce that.
1: Anyway, the point is, <laughs> Cloris Leachman I... is a national treasure. And again,
0: <laughs> she had a boyfriend already, Will.
1: <laughs> anyway, the point is... She's
0: not available. I don't know
1: why. Where am I getting these references? I... I
0: don't know.
1: <laughs> the point is... Um... They're excited. Yeah. Well, she's excited, and he seems excited too. Because then we see him get out of the car, and he's like, and he sees he's like, oh, I need a, I don't know why he needs a flower on his lapel.
0: I thought he was gonna give it to Son. Yeah. That's what I thought. But I guess but, he was just like, oh, I forgot my flower lapel at home. And he's
1: like, oh, Jen, I need. Could you mind if I get? And Jen, of course, oh, you own the hotel. You could have uh, anything you of want. Of course. Yeah. And gives it to him. By the way, Mister Lee. I feel like the situation that arises shortly thereafter for Jin, I think Mr. Lee might tell, like, if Mr. Lee were there during it.
0: He would have been like, hey, this dude had my back. Yeah,
1: he'd be like, eh, let him let the people in. like
0: (laughs) don't be that guy. (laughs) I feel
1: like Mr. Lee is the kind of guy who...
0: He... He would be a lot cooler than... The people who are currently running the hotel. Yeah,
1: but he's also the kind of fucking guy who's like, I'm going to hire these awful people so they run my hotel right, but I'll never be an awful person. <laughs> I'll have them be awful. so
0: That absolves he me has of no, guilt.
1: He <laughs> has no problem with this. Don't let, like, the masses into my building. But... I don't think he would ever deny them entry if he was standing there because he wouldn't want to look like a bad guy. And he doesn't want to look like a bad guy in the sun situation. No. And they're talking. They're having a lovely time. And then he drops this bombshell while they're hitting it off that he is in love with an American woman that he met from school. And he's planning on, like, leaving and marrying her. And Son is so, like, embarrassed because...
0: Because she was actually starting to think that they were hitting it off. Yeah.
1: And he realizes that, and then he even, like, questions it like, you didn't think, which only makes her more embarrassed, and it's a very upsetting situation.
0: I think he thought that they were both just spinning their wheels until their parents got off their back, and... I think it's a little bit on him for not picking up on the signals. Well, also,
1: I don't know what his long game is here.
0: No, That he
1: thinks like, eh, I'm just going to pretend to date this woman for a while and then they're going to be fine with me with the American? Like, just, it's like, (laughs) rip off the Band-Aid. Just go marry the American girl.
0: Exactly. Why even try, why even pretend?
1: And now, here's the thing. I know this guy comes back in the series.
0: I thought he looked familiar.
1: But, I. Again, and this is why I have some people sometimes are killing me on Twitter about this, but I don't remember all the details and I don't want to look forward. But I feel like she goes, I think she has an affair with him.
0: I think she does. She yeah. has an
1: affair with him.
0: Although I will say that by the time like they got around to having the affair, I had completely forgotten who this guy was. <laughs> like i had completely forgotten that they went on this date uh <laughs> but watching it again i was like isn't that the guy she has an affair with later am i remembering it wrong i don't know and guys don't correct us on twitter this is a journey it's fine
1: it's a weird journey in which we know the destiny <laughs> we've, we've experienced the destination we've just forgot. A lot and of also, the moments along I'm the way. a little bit
0: of a hypocrite for saying, "Hey guys, spoiler alert! We're gonna spoil everything," and then yelling at people on Twitter going, "Hey, don't spoil us for this thing don't we've spoil. already seen. <laughs> we've
1: watched <over> already, <laughs> and we want to have a discussion with you." we are—we're look—we're we're a
0: very weird podcast. We're
1: very difficult hosts
0: <laughs> Tell us what you think of Lost. Don't tell us that. <laughs> you can tell us. I don't care. Yeah, it's tell fine. me anything. I don't,
1: <laughs> I don't really. I just, I feel bad, like, because I swear to God, no. 10 years ago, I knew every no. little detail. It's,
0: it's a bummer because we want to have this informed discussion, but also this This is a journey that we're taking. We're, we're going on this journey of rediscovery because... Yeah. I'm trying to see what it was about this series that I loved to begin with. And you're, I mean, you've visited this series several times, but never to the, I think, nitty gritty degree that we're We're looking into it. Like, I don't think you ever watched previously and took notes before we started doing this podcast so guys there's stuff that we've forgotten as new shows like game of thrones pop up that's information that has to get stuffed into our heads and old information about old shows (laughs) has to leave our brains right
1: now i can tell you everything that's happening in the whole history of game of thrones but i bet you five years from now i'll be like oh what was that guy that Lord Danny, zone, what was, yeah. yeah. what was that guy that Danny was sleeping with back in Marine? What was his name? Something with a D, I think. Daryl? Was, was yeah, it Daryl? Yeah. Was it
0: I think it was Daryl? It was Daryl
1: from The Walking Dead.
0: <laughs> and
1: it's funny, we're talking about Game of Thrones, and by the time this episode airs, Game probably, of Thrones will
0: probably be probably over. Probably
1: just be over. And I'm gonna throw a wild guess and say <laughs> Sansa's on the Iron
0: oh, Throne? Hell yeah, I'd be down with that. Go Sansa!
1: But that's our Game of Thrones yeah. podcast that me and Megan <laughs> are going to start 10 years from now. <laughs> um.
0: Be sure to come back to the podcast Jukebox to Network in a decade for our Game of Thrones podcast.
1: But anyway, it's very embarrassing, and Sansa's like, I gotta get out
0: of here. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you really... I kind of feel for this guy too because, again, I think he was just—I think it, he was genuinely clueless—and um, so I feel like he probably feels bad right now. But I feel worse for Sun because she's she thought that there's somebody that understands. There's somebody that understands, and he even says that at some point in the conversation, "We can finally be free."
1: Now, Jin opens the door to let her out, doesn't look at her again, and then this. Really, like, in fairness, these people who approach, they look like, like, they, pretty look, shabby. they look pretty shabby. They look wet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like they just emerged from a bog. Yeah, they don't,
1: like, I mean, and they're like, my son needs to use the bathroom. And Jin's like, eh, you only guests at the hotel, like you can't which is I guess a reasonable argument, but it's a kid. Yeah. It's a kid and the kid has to go and the kid says he can't hold it. And you know, if it was some dude, like maybe turn him away. But this it's a kid and Jin's a compassionate person and he's like, Okay, I'm not gonna like and I think about times even as an adult, I remember probably I ate some bad lomain. And I really had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it was bad. And I walked into a pet store. And, I, and not like a Petco, like a like some independent pet store. And I'm like, do you have a bathroom? And the guy must have saw the panic in my face. And he was like, right, in, going to the back room. And Get it. it. And just I, go. Just and go. And I went but when in there. Before this becomes a problem. And I was sitting there. And it was a dirty bathroom. There were like crickets <laughs> running around. And I'm like, eh, this is a terrible place. And believe me, I didn't leave it much better. But this guy, like, you know, I thought about that guy while I was watching Jin, and Jin saw the panic in this child's eyes.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why we're talking about bathrooms so much this episode. <laughs> um, well, the point is, is, is that we've all been there. We've all had bathroom memories. In- <laughs> situations i'm
1: losing it to say i apologize Megan. it's
0: okay um but we've all we've all been there we've all had emergencies and sometimes there are saviors who uh like that guy in the pet store and Jin. like Jen right here who goes yeah do what you gotta do go go go
1: he's like make it fast
0: yeah exactly But Um, it
1: just so happens his mean (laughs) boss is coming out of the hotel at that exact exact moment. moment. And he's like, what did I say? But also the boss, like, you'd expect the boss, like, like, you're fired. He's like, this is your first warning.
0: Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm like, okay. On the one hand, you're like, yes, you don't want... (laughs) I don't know why this episode got so gross. But, like, yeah, you don't... Sure. You gave him the order of, like not to let any riffraff in what's worse though letting the riffraff in for a few minutes to use the the restroom or having a restroom sort of emergency situation right here in the front in front of the restaurant room
1: the boss
0: in front of the hotel in front of the hotel
1: go pee in the gutter he says they could piss in the gutter
0: (laughs) in front of your establishment gross my dude gross that's bad branding (laughs)
1: Um, I guess in his mind, it's worse branding seeing these these bog people <laughs> in, in, in your hotel. In your, Here's the thing. We're only on season two, episode five, and I'm starting to realize this podcast is going to be like a series of our descent into madness. By the time we get to the end, we won't know our own names.
0: Nope, I've already forgotten. Who um, am I?
1: <laughs> but Jin to, Jin is a stand-up man. A man of principle. <laughs> yes. And he's like I quit. Fuck it. I leave.
0: Good man. He this was so great.
1: Hands him his uniform and takes off. And I'm Jin out. I am a big fan of people. I love when people just quit and walk out. I wish that's something I could do with my job. I admire people who just like, I'm gone. I remember, side so I, <laughs> I remember I was at a Hula Hands as a kid, Uh-huh. and the waiter there was a waiter, and oh, I saw whoa,
0: you got to see this happen.
1: And I saw a waiter like the manager was like chastising him for something, and the guy was like, and I remember I this has left an impression on me. He goes, he goes, you know what? Look, I quit, and he ripped off his Hula Hands shirt and he threw oh, it at the guy, Whoa. and he marched out. And I said. I want
0: to do that one <laughs> I want to be that guy when I grow
1: up. I think about that guy.
0: <laughs> Every all day. All my jobs. Oh, so it's funny that you bring that up because we have two episodes in a row where the main characters quit. Like, this was yeah. right after Hurley's episode where yeah. he did the exact same thing. He's a like, of, I'm a a out.
1: I lot to take this job and shove it. <laughs> um. So Sun has left. He's left the hotel. Now Jin's like... You know, he's in a little bit of a
0: rap well,
1: What am I going to do position? He's walking by the, the docks by by the river and just like, you know, he sees a very attractive woman walk by. And
0: she's not a lady in red, but she's wearing orange.
1: She's wearing orange. Hence, maybe uh, the mumbo jumbo was for real. <laughs> and he kind of turns to check her out, as you do. But because he does that. Who does he bump into? He's not paying attention. Bumps, boom, right into sun.
0: Perfect meet cute.
1: (laughs) Excellent meet cute. So good. He was checking out another girl, got the better girl.
0: (laughs) Found the love of his life that way.
1: So that's the adorable flashback. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Now let's get to the island stuff.
0: Less adorable.
1: (laughs) Well, it's funny because if you were to ask me what's the A story, what's the B story... I would say that the B story is Sun looking for her wedding ring because the stakes aren't gigantic yeah, in it. exactly. But it's the one that's linked to the flashback. So let's talk about it first.
0: Now, here's the thing. When I realized what the crux of this island stuff was going to be, I'm not going to lie. I had like this. I had a huge eye roll moment. I was like, really? That's what this episode is going to be? Some looking for her wedding ring? Uh, Because I was like, this is going to be like sitcom shenanigans. This is going to be sitcom shenanigans, only not as funny.
1: Well, I wrote down, it becomes the sun show with special guests. Because it's very uh, episodic into how she like, we have a sun moment. And it feels like, and maybe this is why... Linda Luff Coos wrote this episode. Because it feels like we have all this... Legit, weird, creepy action... On the other side of the island. In the tail section. And... We need that stuff to catch up to our, our main cast. And they have to spin their wheels a little bit. They have to find something that... We get to feature all our favorite characters... But it can't like their story. It's also simple sto- and yeah,
0: straightforward. Their
1: story can't advance too far because it's not really gonna super advance until we meet, we merge these groups, and I think maybe they bring in the heavy hitter writers, the the, the showrunners, because they're like, okay, this is tricky. We'll we'll be responsible like, for this.
0: It's not quite filler but you do, like you said, there's a balancing act here in terms of how you disperse information, how you get all the cast members that you need to get into here. Um, I, even though I rolled my eyes when I realized what the crux of this episode was going to be, and yeah, it is a little bit like everybody comes to Sun to do like a two-minute comedy bit uh, that sometimes works and sometimes doesn't, um, and then, and then they leave and somebody else interacts with her instead. Like, it's a little bit of a revolving door of characters, yeah. but I will say that by the time we got to the end of it, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I, I wasn't quite sure how I felt it's, about it until the end. It's an
1: emotionally satisfying conclusion. And
0: And honestly, in terms of, like, story beat stuff, like, there's really something to where the ring ended up being and why she couldn't find it. Like, there's really something kind of substantial there. There's something in the subtext. It's not wasted. Yeah.
1: Um, Well, let's just hit some of these beats. Uh, Son can't find her ring. She's freaking out. Uh, Understandably. So the first person who sees her, like, rummaging through stuff and losing it is Jack. (laughs) and jack tells her a horrible story (laughs) yes about how i once lost my word and couldn't find it anyway i took apart the pipes in the house i took and she's like oh what'd you do and goes yeah i had a replica made
0: and it's it's one of those things where it's like i'm starting to see why you're no longer married because you lied to your wife (laughs) you actively deceived her
1: what did i say about jack doesn't deserve love
0: oh, come on, he's just, <laughs> his, he's just his own worst enemy. <laughs> like, he doesn't deserve love. Doesn't he deserve just needs love. somebody to tell him when he's being an idiot.
1: I Yeah, you're right. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah it, it was it was exact I love the look on Sun's face when he's like you want me to help you find it like after he tells her this horrible story that ultimately doesn't have a satisfying resolution because the his solution was to lie yeah
1: his solution is to lie and also it's to go to like a fucking jeweler guess what they don't have on the island
0: <laughs> a jeweler yeah and it's just so funny because his solution was deceit and just, and it showed how little that ring actually meant to him.
1: And that marriage.
0: Yeah, it, it really does. And so just when he's like, do you want me to help you look? She's like, I'm cool. Thanks. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I'm good. You do your doctor thing, Jack. I'm, I'm, I'm sad. Set. I'm set. I'm good. I'm good.
1: But then Hurley,
0: admittedly,
1: has a little bit more of a practical idea, <laughs> I think. He becomes convinced that Vincent ate it.
0: Because he's like, hey, let's retrace your steps. Which, again, a practical thing when okay. you're trying to find something that you've lost. So part of that was that she and Shannon fed the dog. And so he's like, ah, there you go. <laughs> like he's yeah. Hercule Poirot. And he's like, I've solved this mystery. And
1: it's not a bad theory, though. But then it it's leads not to them the worst. watching <laughs> Vincent take a crap. Or waiting for him to take a crap.
0: Real gross. Real gross. Yeah. Not fun. Not fun. Not a fun way to spend the day.
1: So she's upset. She's tearing apart her garden looking for Which,
0: that was bum. That was a huge bummer. Because that's something that she cultivated and made. And it was growing. And, uh,
1: and Locke comes across and he's like, bad day. <laughs> and they start this to talk. This
0: fucking guy. <laughs> and then she
1: says something that's insane to me. She says about Locke, I've never seen you angry. And then he talks like he never gets angry. He gets angry all the time. He was
0: angry two episodes ago. This is why I'm really surprised that this was a Carlton Coos and Lindelof episode. Well, I guess
1: in fairness, Sun never maybe sees him angry. Well, no, she did see him angry when he wanted to go back to the hatch she's seen him angry on the beach. the episode with the burning of the raft he came out yelling at everybody which
0: he to yells fair, at everybody all the to time to be fair that was when a rat when the raft was burned that was a really intense situation so i get it if like that's the only time she remembers seeing him mad no she and, says she
1: never sees him mad. yeah
0: that's <laughs> i i don't know why i'm trying to defend this show right now because i'm supposed to be the heel why are you drilling down on this and i'm defending it this is weird i'm just gonna go ahead and say you're absolutely right this episode is garbage (laughs) no no no
1: i I because you know what it so didn't track for me no and i wrote down like i said we see him angry all the time
0: and for him to have the gall to say that like he's not lost anymore like in my head see a scene of him in later seasons dying in a ditch comes to mind and i'm like yeah sure you're not lost or being led astray in any regard if this
1: storyline wasn't so quote unquote light i would might think that somehow we're examining how Locke is kind of like in self-denial but i feel like that's not what they're trying to do here
0: uh, yeah, no, because what they're doing right now is what they do when a lot of other characters have the the spotlight and Locke comes into their story. He'll offer this bit of sagely wisdom, which I think in this episode, he's probably just parroting something that Helen told him once. But also, in <laughs> fairness,
1: that's always like they say, stop looking for that." I mean, that's a thing yeah. that people have told me but about again, a lot of things. But
0: this just, given what we know about Locke, it, this does feel weird. This does feel out of place. and this does feel like a little bit more of an artificial character what? interaction. This is something I would have bought more in season one than season two, in all honesty.
1: And then finally she sees Kate, who well, they've been kind of buddy-buddy. Yeah,
0: yeah, they've been hanging out a little and,
1: bit. And, uh, you know, Kate lets her know, like, look, they've only been gone a few days. You don't have to be And she's upset. like,
0: why does everybody keep treating yeah. me like...
1: <laughs> well, she, she says the thing, and this is the thing, like... Why does everybody keep saying they're all right? He's not all right.
0: Because I know something that you don't.
1: We found the bottle. And Kate's like, huh oh. she shows it to Kate. And Kate immediately starts reading everybody's notes.
0: And Son is like, "Ah, uh, those are private. What are you doing?
1: <laughs> and Kate has this kind of breakdown that she didn't say goodbye to Sawyer. Yeah. She misses Sawyer. And then they look down where they dug up the bottle. And what's there? wedding, the wedding ring. ring um which was a fact i'd forgotten until the bottle came into play and i'm like oh yeah wait, it's gonna be with the bottle and uh, honestly
0: i didn't even think i didn't think it was gonna be with the bottle because at that particular point uh son had sort of made peace with not finding it because she's like it's just a thing yeah. it's not my husband it's not our love it's just ultimately a thing. It can be replaced. It's not what's important.
1: So let's talk about her husband.
0: <laughs> I, I, oh, like so I said, one more. I do want to say that I love it being in the sand. Oh, yeah, it's great. I love it because a good crux of the, the whole problem with Sun and Jin's relationship is deceit. And it was hiding the truth from everybody. You know, that... That's sort of a a solution that people go with a lot on this island. And it was being deceitful that caused her to lose the ring in the first place. And it was only by, you know, being truthful and, you know, that you actually, you know, dig all this stuff up again. And that's when she gets the symbol of their union back, is when the whole dishonesty thing stops, you know? I, I really liked that. It was the act of covering something up that caused her to lose the symbol of their union. So I really liked that being honest is what ultimately led her to find it again. I liked that. I thought that was a good... I thought that was a good emotional payoff. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, That's the, good writing. The, That's good writing. The
1: it's, it's a light premise that sticks the landing. It really does. Um...
0: Well played, show. Now, <laughs>
1: now, back with the tail section,
0: people. Ah, the tailies.
1: Uh, Jin is very despondent.
0: What do you think they do for fun? The tailies? <laughs> yeah, because like, the first couple minutes, they're just hanging out in that cave or whatever. Like It just kind of seems like they're just sitting there being they sad. They basically <laughs>
1: sit there and get yelled at by Anna Lucia. All the time. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, this <laughs> Do you was... think
0: they have, like, a book of Sudoku or anything to pass the time?
1: This was the episode that reminded me why I didn't like Anna Lucia. I was never a fan of her because she's so... Like, she's a jerk. She... She's a controlling jerk. She's like... Meaner Jack. You know what I mean? Like, That's where she's, her. like, the leader. But Jack's, like...
0: Jack's I, a control my com- freak. He's
1: a control freak, but he's a good person where she's dealing with other... Like, she's a control she, freak and, like, a hard she ass. She
0: has... I think, I think it's interesting because her demons are different than Jack's demons. Yeah. And I think she wrestles with her demons in a very different way. And one of the ways in which she deals with those things is by lashing out at other people. And... I'll be honest, I don't really blame her too much at least right now. I might feel differently by the time we get well, to the next episode um, because of what ha- what shakes out at the end of that episode. Um, I might feel differently but I get it because they don't know who they can trust. And I think it's one of those same things. How You know how Hurley in the last episode was like, this is where it starts. You know, you start making exceptions for people. And then suddenly everyone wants everything and you're the bad guy all the time. I think it was, it's probably a similar situation in terms of Anna Lucia being the leader. It's like, hey, she might be a cop. She's a cop, right? Yeah. Yeah, she might be a cop. But I think one being a woman and two being a woman of color... Like, people aren't going to take her authority as seriously as they would de facto leader Jack, you know? I I think that's some subtext that's in there. But also, she has more to prove. And because their experience with the others was very, very different than our group's experience, like, we've only gotten, like, teeny tiny little, you know the the interactions we've had with the others so far have been minimal and yeah it's been scary but like you know a bunch of children well, hadn't we, been kidnapped yeah we,
1: it's true they and even Libby says like we have trust issues like yeah. in a way to kind of defend Annalise but Annalise is even like
0: like she's oh, even no, hard on she's,
1: Libby she's even she's demanding on she's mean
0: she's mean mean. don't get me wrong but i also think she gets a lot more flack for being mean than a dude would you know
1: just by the fact that
0: she's being a woman she's a woman that makes her bossy and a bitch as opposed to uh, a person a man who's being a jerk uh that just makes him that that means he has initiative or that means he's take charge you know this is
1: I'm... It's funny because like I'm thinking of the jerks on our main cast, and it's like Sawyer can be a jerk, but Sawyer's not trying to be a leader, That's which I true. think is a difference.
0: Uh, Block and Jack definitely but, have their moments, but I though. guess
1: I guess you can say that Anna lucia because of who she was by default had to take that leadership role because it's not going to be Bernard. It's not going to be Echo. Like she had to, although Echo could probably be capable of it, but he's dealing with his own issues.
0: And to be fair too, just being a police officer, I think that comes with a different realm of experience than, I mean, as both a, as a cop and a doctor, both people see their fair share of death, but I imagine being a cop makes you, a very very hard per or it has the potential of making you a very very hard person, and I think that's more of like the type of person that Anna Lucia has become. Given her her you know her profession and given the experiences that they've had on this island so far, I don't completely blame her. But you're absolutely right in terms of she's mean, <laughs> she's mean, and, and it, she's not willing to put up with nearly as much. And look,
1: the show doesn't do her any favors by that when we first meet her. Well, not first because the first time we saw her was in the airport flashback. Yeah, but when we first meet her on the island. It's basically episode of episode of her just giving characters we love a hard time and then... In a third degree, yeah. And then eventually, spoiler alert, killing one of them.
0: Yeah, that's going to happen pretty soon.
1: So it's... So Anna Lucia's a tough character. And again, none of this is against Michelle Rodriguez. I think she's doing exactly what she's supposed to be doing. But I... The character was never gonna be likable,
0: yeah, here's the thing i I think I'm defending her a little bit more because I like Michelle Rodriguez, and i I admit that comes from a very biased place for me, um, because for a little while my my friend in high school she she nicknamed me Michelle Rodriguez. Um, mm. So I admit I really like the actress, so maybe I'm making more excuses for the character maybe but i also think that like i understand her circumstances as a woman in a position of authority sometimes women in that position feel like they have something to prove um because there are constantly people undermining that authority
1: i'm wondering if the uh a rewatch for me is eventually going to make me like her more. Maybe. And also I wonder if the fact that, you know, we're, we're living in a different time where we look at things like this differently, isn't going to make me like her more. Um, we will see.
0: I mean, here's the thing is that all of our characters, you know, I brought up in the episode where Michael got poisoned. I'm like, none of you are good people. And maybe that was a little bit too harsh what we need to acknowledge is that all of these people are damaged. And Anna Lucia is damaged in a way that I feel like she feels like she's required to lash out at other people in order to maintain order.
1: Anna Lucia is the kind of character that I... If she had stayed on the show longer, I bet you two seasons later... Lover. Like that could be the other thing, because there are characters on other shows. Not so much of this show. At least for me personally. But there are characters look well, Game of Thrones is yeah. a perfect example. Where uh, you
0: get introduced to them in season one and by the time we're in the final season, you're like, Oh my gosh, I want them to be happy. I want yeah, them to like, live. Oh
1: I love I mean Sans is a great example of I hate this whiny Little girl, but she's a little girl in the first season. Now I'm like, she's the best. Put her on the Iron <laughs> Throne. Um, which, tell me, was I right? Um, <laughs> anyway, but but let's let, let's get into this a little but bit. Yeah, because- it's
0: it's interesting to think of if she had stayed around, whether or not she would have gotten her redemption arc. And I think the answer is no. Um, okay. And we'll 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 get to that. We should when we get, get into that, that when we
1: get to some um, other things she does. Long, because...
0: long story short, if you end up not liking her upon this rewatch, like that's totally fine and that's totally acceptable because she is a hard person to like. And even Mister Echo and Libby, they're like, yeah, she's a hard person to like. I don't even like. think
1: she's written to be
0: liked. <laughs> but that's the thing is, I I feel more defensive of her. As somebody who likes Michelle Rodriguez and as a woman of color, I'm like, hey, give her a break. (laughs) She's had it rough.
1: Well, the tailies are trying to figure out what to do. Jin's all despondent, and they're like, hey, you're gonna see Sun again. Like Sawyer's trying to, or no, Michael was. Was it Michael? I don't remember. I don't remember. But yeah, remember.
0: somebody's somebody's being like, hey, it's." I think it was Michael. That yes, makes, it was it Michael. It was Michael. Because, yeah,
1: because they have that dynamic about son that I remember thinking. I was
0: I really liked that. And I kind of felt like Michael's poor, like role in this episode got hijacked halfway through. Because I really liked this stuff that we were getting with him in terms of him comforting uh, Jin about son. And then him, you know, having this chit-chat with the tailies going like, hey... You know, I never really thought of it. I guess we are friends. Well, at least one of them is, you know, yeah. that that sort of That's thing. gin. And then and then it's like one of the writers grabbed the notepad from the other one and went, and then Michael runs out into the forest uh, to yell, but, Walt! <laughs> but he's having
1: a nice conversation with with Libby, yeah, who's like the nice one of this group, the approachable one of this group. <laughs> um, or
0: so we're led to believe.
1: And uh, they're <laughs> all like, we're going to march through the jungle, get back to the other we're
0: gonna reunite you with uh with your group
1: yeah and um they all have these tasks to do and one they're like oh we got to do some fishing and Jin, they've like Jin knows how to fish so Jin goes and it's a great scene and you see it coming from a mile away but it doesn't make it any less satisfying where they're getting mad like why is this what's this idiot doing she's
0: like does it look like I speak Korean and I'm like Anna Lucia don't be racist stop that
1: (laughs) and then of course Jin catches all the fish rather easily and Anna Lucia has this great look on his face like look at this guy (laughs) so they got all the fish But Michael is talking to Libby about, like, she has a thing, look, she's tough, we have trust issues, and she points out to the part of the jungle, like, oh, we can't go that way, that's
0: where where they they
1: are, and they are who Michael wants to find, so Michael- And he's like,
0: okay, tell me more, tell me more.
1: Yeah. He runs off, and Libby (sighs) comes back, like, Michael ran off, and they're like, well, we got an of course Anna Lucia's like, we gotta leave him, but Jin is like, no. no. <laughs> he's I mean, Jin can't even speak English. He's, he's like, like no.
0: Yeah, about that. No thanks. Bye.
1: <laughs> Jin wants to wait. And uh you know, he's being very uh you know, very uh militant debate he's getting well, very angry he's, he's, he's also right. having a language barrier yeah issue. that's the
0: thing is he's not willing to compromise on this issue but he's having trouble communicating that and so it's like hey yeah no bye i gotta go and
1: him and that he punches echo and echo headbutts him <laughs> sawyer sawyer <laughs> tries to calm Jin down he calls him chewy
0: <laughs>
1: which i thought was great
0: because <laughs> he's han
1: He's Han, and also he's got this, for him, is indecipherable. uh,
0: Oh. I mean, right? Isn't
1: that what the joke is?
0: I don't know. (laughs) I I thought
1: the joke was.
0: That nobody could understand him.
1: Yeah, because Chewie's just going around like, I I can't do a Wookiee. Please
0: don't try again. (laughs) That was a terrible impression. (laughs) (laughs) Never do that again.
1: (laughs) Good people didn't get to see my arms way no
0: they didn't they didn't um i mean the link it, that might be what what he was going for i was thinking more it's because he's like i'm han solo in every scenario so well, right he, now you're my right hand guy so you're I chewy mean,
1: sawyer is the han solo of the he show. is he is um but uh <laughs> echo is like no i'll go with them we're gonna find his. We're gonna find his friend.
0: <laughs> That's how Mister Echo makes friends. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: he gets into a fist fight with someone, and then he's like, "All right, we're friends now."
1: And Echo is helping Jen. Yeah, they march off into the jungle together, and Echo is someone who's very well suited to have a conversation with somebody who can't speak the same language. Like he's he's patient about it. Well, he's, he's... also
0: from a different country. Yeah, yeah, and and. Uh, I love, this is the first time we know Mr. Echo's name. This is where we first get introduced to him. And I think, is it Sawyer that has, like, this weird reaction, like, Mr. Echo? Like, what kind yeah. of a name is that? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so. So it's
0: funny that Mr. Echo is paired, Echo, is paired up with the one person who's having trouble communicating. So, yeah, like you he said, he's he's well-suited to, uh, to be paired up with Jin right now.
1: And he goes, uh, they go off into the jungle and they they talk a little bit about, he asks Jin about his wife. He's like, oh, you're married, you know. And then they're, Mr. Echo's trying not to get him to go like one way.
0: Or another.
1: And i going to find you. And what what Jin finds is, is a dead body.
0: Yeah.
1: Of someone like. like, a,
0: a boar comes barreling out of the jungle and Jin loses his footing, and he tumbles down this hill. And not only does he find a dead body, he finds a dead, impaled body.
1: And Echo comes and says, this was Goodwin. <laughs> like, this is a guy, but he was one of them.
0: He yeah. and
1: anoth- Jin was like,
0: others? Yeah. 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 And
1: we're going to get to the Goodwin storyline, I think, in maybe two episodes from now. Yeah,
0: I think it's two episodes from now, because we have the next episode where... Is a Shannon episode, and then the episode after that is where we get the Tailie's backstory.
1: And by the way, enjoy that Shannon episode while you can. Um,
0: Spoilers. Um,
1: <laughs> but then the others are uh, are coming.
0: Yeah, and they
1: have to. Uh, they have to hide.
0: Now talking about bog people, <laughs> these guys look more like bog people, right? Because we don't see any of their faces. They're we just, just see their from dirty the feet. Yeah, this is weird to me. This is weird. Well, there's to a me. lot of
1: stuff about the others that at this point we don't realize is performative—that they're putting out an image that isn't really real. Is that
0: what they're doing? Because I thought it was just inconsistent writing.
1: No, there's a performative aspect to the others.
0: Okay, was it always performative? <laughs> I mean,
1: you could. Okay, here, this is one of those lost problems of, and I don't necessarily think of it as a problem because I'm, I'm going because I don't think this really matters. But were they, they always supposed to be a performative thing? Maybe not. But uh, we don't. Maybe so. I mean, we have no way of knowing what either we, way.
0: What we see here. Is super super different than what we see when we actually get to look at where the others are living well and the what others they're doing. are living in houses yeah the... and <laughs> so like looking at this I'm like who is this performance for if they're not around well, everyone <laughs> I always...
1: and look but we know the others must have some level of resources because like when Ethan was there he was dressed like everybody else like he wasn't in 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 rags. I just sort
0: of assumed that he raided someone's suitcase.
1: Uh, The others, we know they have a boat.
0: Yeah, yeah. They've got a boat and uh... (laughs) how much do you know about boats, Will?
1: (laughs) But I feel like they go out and they put on this act because they're strangers on the island and they don't want them to know the resources they have, the things they have. What else maybe, is going on? I mean, that's what I assume. Maybe don't
0: put on a show then. Maybe just keep to yourselves. Yeah, I, mean, but, <laughs> I, I feel mean, like that's a lot more effective than randomly roaming the islands. Well, don't they kind of keep to themselves?
1: I mean, well, okay, look, they embedded people in the thing and they have certain goals that won't allow them to keep to themselves to a certain point, like they wanted to get Walt.
0: You know how we were saying Twitter don't don't correct us because this is a, a a journey of rediscovery. I take that back, one hundred percent. Someone please explain to me what this inconsistency was about. Mr.
1: Friendly, his beard isn't even real.
0: That's right. That was all fake. <laughs>
1: They're putting on a show.
0: Weird. Oh, what is? I mean, this I don't show? think I don't
1: think it's an inconsistency. I think you want to like you oh. They've crashed on the island, so we're gonna let them think we're like a bunch of heathens who live on this island it's and just, don't have a washing machine. It's
0: just but, weird. It's just weird. But to and me I it's... think that
1: I think they feel that protects them from.
0: And look, they have they sure. have they have
1: all sorts of protections. They've got a whole like uh, oh, what is it called? But they got that whole barrier you can't even cross at a certain point.
0: Yeah. I mean, that
1: uses, like, sound waves, I think. I can't remember.
0: I don't... In for sound, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I just... I think it's weird. I think this is one of those things where the writers were putting it out there, and I don't know. Maybe it was always meant to I be think it was think Maybe it was I think always it was meant was, to be misleading. But this feels... I think
1: it's a red herring. I think a lot of things with the others, and I could definitely believe that that was intentional. Because, I mean, what's more interesting making the red herring of them being or having them actually be dirty island people
0: see i kind of i prefer any option that provides me with the better horror movie (laughs) <laughs> i think uh, i think
1: both could provide you with an equally good horror movie and uh. what, what, this isn't a horror movie
0: <laughs> but i want everything to turn into a horror movie well
1: well they see the and the, the one creepy thing that they lean uh, on for a while is you see a, a teddy bear and yeah totally a child is there and this is what the camera really focuses that's
0: on. what it lingers on see this is why i'm like whatever makes for the better horror movie because this is trying to be creepy this is is trying to be off-putting and scary and so i'm like lean in motherfuckers do it (laughs) do the thing and try to be less inconsistent i don't know maybe i'll feel differently about it when the others are introduced properly but for right now i'm like this feels so inconsistent this feels so weird so i don't know maybe i'll feel differently later but right now right now i don't I don't care for this. At
1: this point in the show, what what are you comparing it to consistently wise? That's what that's what I'm that's what I'm not.
0: Juliet sitting around with her book club.
1: Yeah, she's reading Carrie. Yeah, our book. That, and that, <laughs> it's her favorite book.
0: It's her favorite book. But but that's what I'm talking about. I'm like this. I know because I know what the others are. This doesn't match up with that, and it feels wrong and weird to me. And I feel like either this is the writers trying to trick me. In a not clever way, or it's something that got changed, and I don't care for how that was executed. It's fine. We we have drilled down on this way longer than we should have. I'm just gonna go ahead and wrap it up and say I don't care for this, and let's move on. Fair enough. Fair enough. We drilled down on this for like what 15 minutes. No, it
1: wasn't even that long. We talked much more about my stomach issues than (laughs) longer than we did this. Um, well, eventually they do find Michael. Like, Jin's at the river having a drink. Echo's <laughs> walked off and Michael comes out.
0: He's like, what are you doing? He's Get like, out of here. stop
1: following me. But Jin won't stop following him. Jin, because Jin wants him to come back with him. And Jin, you know, him and Echo catch up to Michael. And Michael is just like a lunatic screaming, whoa.
0: Whoa, this is what I'm whoa. talking about where I'm like I feel like one of the writers ripped the notepad away from the other one and I was like you were doing so well <laughs> but
1: I mean it's, it's
0: I get it I get yeah, it. He, but I don't have him to like wants,
1: it One of him wants to be captured by the others he wants to be taken to them because then he's closer to one but, I get
0: it I don't have to like it but I get no. it
1: uh, and you know Echo tries talking him down but then it's Jin even with that language barrier who Aww. gets through to him yay and, and,
0: Friendship.
1: And gets him to come back to our other group who are on the march. And Sawyer's falling behind because Sawyer is, has an infected he's, wound.
0: Yeah, not in great shape. <laughs> this is not good. And We need to get him to the doctor who has antibiotics.
1: And Anna Lucia gives him some water, but she's like, you know, we'll leave you. And he's like, yeah, leave me.
0: He's like, yeah, okay.
1: Cool. He's like, but you'll never find our camp. And then she,
0: she's like, "I'm not an idiot." Yeah, she's
1: like, "Well, just go down the beach."
0: And he's like, "Damn." <laughs> I loved their little back and forth because I, I also think you know he's still being Sawyer. He's still trying to be like kind of flirty, yeah, charming scoundrel a little bit too. And yeah, he she's makes like, like a
1: wife comment <laughs> to her, and she's like, "You married?" Uh, you, and she asks him if he's gay.
0: Which, uh, there are some things from this series that I'm like, ooh, that did not age well.
1: No, I guess that... Uh, and I I think it's a fairly innocuous gay joke, but it's like... It's
0: but still it's, a gay joke, and Yeah, it's like, uh, the early 2000s.
1: Yeah, <sighs> I, like, it's innocuous to the point, like, I don't believe anyone involved in that scene is homophobic, but they don't realize that it,
0: it comes off yeah. as very tone deaf nowadays yes um and i was re-watch i'm rewatching the spider-man trilogy right now <laughs> because uh somebody um somebody i know on a on a different podcast i was on recently was like "Ugh, spider-man 2 and i was like how dare you spider-man 2 is
1: one of the <laughs> Great superhero movie.
0: Exactly. And so I got all nostalgic and so I started rewatching the the Rainy trilogy and there's a gay joke in the first movie and I was like, Ooh, that did not age well. Oh man. So yeah, there's I was like, I will definitely side with you if you do not care for movie number one. Movie number two is fantastic and I will hear no slander. Movie number two
1: is I mean, for a time I was like, Oh, this is the finest superhero movie.
0: It's still one of my favorites. Yeah.
1: Yes. It's uh, honestly it's it's I think it's probably still the best Spider-Man movie.
0: Into I love the Spider-Verse was pretty great but I homecoming is great too. Homecoming is great too. I still, I'm with you. I think I still, welcome to our Spider-Man podcast. Yeah, I like I that still we've... hold Spider-Man two up as like you said, the best Spider-Man movie for all of its flaws, because it does have plenty of them. But I also, I'm like, if into the spider verse is your favorite Spider-Man movie, I'm not going to fault you for that because it's incredible. Uh,
1: before we wrap this up, uh, What's the gay joke in Spider-Man? Um I'm not really, it was
0: uh, it was in that um wrestling match with uh Bonesaw. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, that's a cute outfit. Did your husband give it to you?" And I went, "Ooh, I do. I do not care for that."
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that.
0: Yeah, and I was like, ooh, that certainly feels like a joke from 2002."
1: The Macho Man, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Randy Savage.
0: That's was, the well, one. Bone <laughs> Bonesaw is ready that was my terrible i i shouldn't have gotten you for gotten on you for making a bad chewbacca impression because i certainly can't do a good randy savage
1: so megan what is your man in black for this episode
0: you know again this is a pretty straightforward good episode um and i'm gonna go ahead and yeah just i mean just because we were just talking about it Ooh, it's a tie between <clears throat> Michael's inconsistent behavior, going from like, "Hey, we're gonna continue on with all the character development," and then immediately make him regress. I'd say it's a tie between that and just how I feel about the others.
1: It's interesting because now we're starting. I think we're slowly getting to the point where we're gonna be fighting. More. Yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> because I feel like I feel like there you're seeing inconsistencies where there are no inconsistencies. <laughs> are you gaslighting
0: me right now
1: this is all is that
0: what this podcast is is this just an elaborate way to gaslight megan oh man what Um, did i sign up for but
1: since we were talking inconsistencies um it's a much smaller moment and i think a pretty forgivable inconsistency but because overall this is such a pleasant episode honestly i think that's a good word to describe it yeah um there is that weird inconsistency with Locke, where Son yeah, is behaving.
0: That's weird.
1: To, like she's never seen Locke lose his damn mind at everybody and yell at them.
0: And and look, guys, we get it. Writing a television show is hard. It can be hard for even the creators to keep everything straight, especially because they're not writing every single episode. Uh, it can be difficult for the showrunners to Especially keep when you're track dealing with a
1: network thing. show
0: When you're dealing with a network And with such a large ensemble cast It's super easy for things to get lost in the weeds We get it, it's fine We're just looking at it from We're doing a podcast And we're really diving deep into the show So yeah, we're gonna pick and, and this is a solid episode So forgive these nitpicks We have to pick a man in black
1: Uh, Who's your Jacob?
0: I'm going to say Finding the Ring, honestly. That's a because, nice one. Because, like I said, for, for a plot line that had me rolling my eyes when the episode started to make me go, oh, I, it was one of those things where, as you can tell, there are going to be lots of moments in this podcast where I don't trust the writers to know what they're doing, and I don't trust them to take me on a particular journey. But this was a time where I didn't trust them and what I got was a really well written good emotional payoff and not only is the emotion there but the subtext and substance is there too so I'm like oh okay so I was pleasantly surprised with like you said this sort of basic sitcom you know plot line that we get actually surprised me so I yeah finding the ring so again, well done, Carlton and Damon. This was really well done.
1: Um, I'm gonna do one that we didn't really talk all that much about, um, because I think really it's future episodes where I will like this more. But goddamn, do I love Mister Echo! And oh, this he's is the best. The, this is the episode, the first episode where he's got like kind of a lot to do yeah. and he's talking and he's not and he's openly
0: being... antagonistic either. He's yeah. not on edge. He's like actually Yeah, and I actually... Mean, he was
1: he apologized in the last episode, but this is the first one where like you see like Mr. Echo's humanity a little bit you more. See you him learn outside, his name. You and... see him
0: outside of Anna Lucia because he is He
1: comes off as like her enforcer. Yeah. And, and now it's like, oh, he's he, there, there, there's the thoughtfulness to this guy there's a I love so, him so much and just like watching this i'm like oh that's a character i'm gonna love that's and then why
0: miss. i loved him so much you start to see why we as an audience fell in love with him
1: and by the way his backstory his off-island backstory is so one of good. my favorite.
0: oh my god and i
1: can't wait till we get i'm
0: getting this. goosebumps just thinking about yeah. it
1: He's got a great one. He was a great character, and I and, wish he had stayed on the and show longer. He,
0: he, the, the truth behind his backstory was one of those ones that surprised me so much because his characterization before the island versus after he lands is so different, and you see that transformation happen. It's so good.
1: Well, once again, I was convinced uh, we didn't have so much to talk about that we'd be going an hour and 20 minutes but we did we we talked about spider-man we talked about the iron throne we talked about me using restrooms at pet shops it's been a journey for us kind of like the emotional journey Sun went on looking for that ring um so megan uh, tell the people where they can find you
0: uh you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the manguin that's T H E M E N G U I N tweet at me your favorite Spider-Man moments uh I was recently uh the the person I was talking to was Jay of the Story Geeks uh and that whole conversation is on their aftercast which is available on their patreon because i was on their marvel mcu nerd fight episode where i went to bat for the winter soldier as the best mcu film uh, against infinity war and captain america first avenger so go check that out that's available on itunes uh, go check that out and hear me go to bat for uh, what I still maintain is the best movie in the MCU prior to Endgame coming out. I don't know. We'll see how I feel by the, the, oh, the everyone end. Everyone
1: of- will have seen Endgame. Everyone right? will have seen this the Endgame. There's a thing being a few weeks ahead. Everyone <laughs> yeah. will know who's on the Iron Throne and everyone will know what happened in Endgame by the time they listen. <laughs> it's
0: going to be them. a literal different world by the time this week is over, right? Or by the time this podcast comes out.
1: Yeah, by time this week is over too
0: yeah (laughs) both of those things um i'm also a member of the rooster team where me and my cohorts talk about uh red versus blue and ruby and camp camp and nomad of nowhere uh everything rooster teeth related uh so check that out on anchor and itunes everywhere uh podcasts are sold or not sold (laughs) because podcasts are free i don't know what i'm saying
1: you can follow we're losing our minds yeah <laughs> you can follow me on twitter at the real will link uh, and you can buy my book crazy about kurt it's on sale at amazon you can buy it in paperback or in kindle for real cheap so you should do that and then you should uh uh you know leave a, a five-star rating do or a four-star rating But if you're going to leave less than that, just don't bother. (laughs) All the
0: other buttons don't work. Sorry, guys. It's just four and five.
1: And until next time, see you in another life, brother. Hey there, everybody. I'm Will Link of No Love Lost, with me as always.
0: Megan Salinas, hey everybody.
1: And we're here to talk to you about the podcast Jukebox, a DIY podcast network.
0: Uh, yeah, the podcast Jukebox Network has been super supportive of us as we venture back to the island. Uh, and so we just wanted to take a minute to thank uh, them and to let you guys know that you guys should be supporting the other podcasts put on by this fantastic network.
1: If you are enjoying No Love Lost, definitely give a listen to many of the other podcasts, far, many of which are far less vanilla than we are. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, Off the Cuffs, which is kind of the flagship show of the network. It is the BDSM Kink podcast that kind of launched this whole network uh, off. You've got the Goth Librarian podcast. You have Being There podcast, a great storytelling podcast. You have The Queers Next Door. Also on the network, uh, Proud to be Kinky, uh, Drinks with God, And a little podcast that's close to my heart, Megan. What is that one called?
0: Will Sean Podcast?
1: Yeah. Will Mm -hmm.
0: he? I don't know. Spoiler
1: alert. uh, Not as frequently as usual. (laughs) But you should definitely subscribe to all these shows. Rate them. Listen to them on iTunes.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, These are all fantastic storytellers. It's so important to be sex positive. So go support these other podcasts. And uh, yeah, if you like us, you might like them. Who knows? Yeah. (laughs) It makes sense. We're on the same network.
1: (laughs) So yes, rate and subscribe to all these terrific shows.
0: And don't forget to rate them all five stars, and also rate us five stars.
1: Yeah, while you're at it, you're listening to us, might as well give us a rating.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're already there. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, guys.